Welcome to The Trainer's Tribe, a podcast for group fitness business owners who want a reliable business that gives them the freedom and impact they desire. My name is Kyle Wood, and I'm joined by Dale Sidebottom. We're the first people to tell you that working harder or working longer is not necessary. We've both built successful boot camps and created profitable online businesses, which has given us the lifestyles that we love. How do you build a fitness business that's both profitable and that you love working on? That's why we created this podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Trainers Tribe, episode 20. Today, our topic is how to start a bootcamp with 100 bucks, which is a big ask. (laughs) <laughs> it is, it? but I feel like everyone has a hundred bucks. Yeah, if they you can get your hands on. Everyone does, yeah. even if they don't say they do. A hundred dollars isn't that much these days. You could borrow a hundred dollars from a family member if you needed to, and so yeah. In today's episode, we're going to go through and tell you how you know, just like about a hundred bucks, you can you can get everything you need set up. Like boot camps are awesome because they're not an expensive business to start. There, you can bootstrap them quite easily. Well, I think a lot of people really think they are by you need to have the best equipment you need to have amazing website you need to have all this done but you Uh actually don't so we're just going to show you the essentials you need and how you can run a like a really good business to start off with and then later down the track you can obviously buy that stuff if you want but it's not essential at the start all right so to kick off today kyle i'll start there and and i suppose a couple of these points we've got about seven or eight different points that they'll be in our show notes uh, that we'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to link back to and refer to our notes. But yeah, just take some of these are things that we wish we had have done before we started. And, and number one on the list is get a mentor or mirror somebody else that has done this before, like another trainer, another boot camp in your area that obviously has run successful sessions for a few years because that means they're obviously doing something right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and also just go along and see how they run their sessions. You might want to go and test out a few different trainers. You know, you can always mm-hmm. get trials to go to boot camps. You don't have to steal their ideas, but you can see things that they do well, and then you use all the goodness in their sessions with your own style, and straight away you know what's going to work for you. So my first bit of advice, and I wish I had done this. I know. Now, Kyle and myself have got mentors and we've got coaches and things like that, which if you don't have, you should get one. But I wish I had started off with one, Kyle. I just think it would have been fantastic. And I know you're going to talk more about our fantastic inner circle, but do you wish you had had like a mentor at the start? Yeah, at the very start, I worked at a gym and it was pretty standard and like the trainers, we knew each other, but we didn't really like help each other. There wasn't that mentorship going down. And I really struggled. I had a total of zero clients. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and then I started some outdoor group stuff and like, you know, struggled with that. And it wasn't really until I started working at a, a local PT studio that had probably like five other trainers there who were more experienced than me that I was able, yeah, it was great. I was able to get feedback on my sessions. I was able to ask them questions about like, you know, maybe something happened with a client or just to kind of normalize things. And then the owner of the studio, Marie, she was awesome. She came to my boot camp sessions at the start because running through the studio and she would give me feedback. Like I remember one time she sent me this email that was just like all this, like all these like drills and ideas and like kind of building on what I'd already done, like how I could improve them 
for a group session and just sort of simplify things so that I think I was what I was doing at the start was way overcomplicated. Yeah, so you, she just really gave you a little bit. It, it's not about reinventing the wheel, but just simplifying what you're doing, give you some advice, mm-hmm. you know, which is great. So that's the first point. If you're thinking about starting a boot camp and you don't have a mentor or you someone experienced in the field, I'd be getting on to our Facebook group, the Inner Circle, posting for people in your area or your state, anything like that, because people are more than happy to help. Right? Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, the face-to-face stuff's good, but yeah, if you can't get access to that or you're feeling a bit nervous or shy, then yeah, come join us in the Facebook group yeah. and, and, and we're happy to, yeah, to help how we can. Exactly right. And if somebody in the group can't help, then Kyle and myself might be able to uh, help you with somebody that we know that lives yeah. nearby you or something as well. And, and we're happy to help too. So number one point, get a mentor. All right, moving on to point number two, and this is pretty important and it's basically your startup and how you're going to get your first clients. And a few little tips I'll start off with again, Kyle, that getting a logo and things like that can be quite expensive, but I think there's websites that you can go. And I know when I first started up as Dale Sobon Personal Training, I went on to a website called Fiverr.com. So that's Fiverr with a double R at the end.com. And basically on there, you can get any graphic design job you want done for a simple $5. So I simply found the person on there. I said, this is an idea of a logo I'd want, the color scheme and my brand. And they come back with three or four different options and I had a logo done for $5. After that, I got the same person to create a Facebook banner with my logo on it and a little slogan. And from there, $10 at cost, I was able to create a Facebook group with my business, had my logo and my Facebook banner. And from there, I was able to invite my friends to the group, you know, to spread the word if any of them were keen. And I think that's a really good way to start off with. And that, obviously, the Facebook group is free. Banner and a logo cost me $10, right? So for me, that was my starting point. And from there, once I got more experience, I was able to lead on and do other things. My final little couple before I give it over to you, Kyle, is the first part of getting clients is really tough. So if you don't have a group of friends that are willing to come and try a free boot camp for a week or two or things like that, I would approach either like a school of mother groups or a different workplace, like a corporate thing. You might do it lunch times or before or after work or a sports club, you know, that might want to do some extra training or things like that. Mm-hmm. So what did you have? You had friends at the start, didn't you? Yeah, so I started off, and I, well, again, I wish I had done this differently. So I, I ran boot camps. I said I'd originally do it for a month for free, mm-hmm. um, and I had about 10 to 12 friends that were keen to do it. And this month ended up going for about three or four months for free. I just kept running it out because I was too <laughs> scared to start charging and things like that. And then it came into winter. I started charging over winter for the first six months. I probably had two to three clients two of those were my sisters <laughs> yeah so it was pretty disheartening so if mm-hmm. i could do it again like I, I was pretty close to quitting a lot of times i'm really glad i didn't now but yeah, yeah i would have attracted or gone and spoke to a workplace or a mother's group or something like that just to get people involved that were not my initial friends yeah mm. awesome i had a lot of friends and family in that first boot camp and people who who i just i'd put sort of stuff up around the community and I didn't do a very good job of holding on to them. So I think in hindsight now and with the skills I have now, I could have built that group into a sustainable, thriving boot camp. Yep. Uh, at the time, killed it just because of my lack of ability and shyness and 
just nervousness around sort of dealing with clients and customers yeah. and not sort of being not, you know, and this is where like personal development comes in such good, so good because having that awareness of yourself and like who you are and what you stand for makes interacting with other people so much easier. If you're like, a, if you consider yourself to be like a shy person or, or like approaching strangers seems scary or you're worried about rejection. Yeah. You could definitely do with some confidence, which yeah. will come from, from knowing yourself better and what you stand for, which we talked a bit about last episode. Yeah. And then I suppose also at the start, I know myself that my session plans just weren't really good. You know, I was doing yeah. just a circuit for the start the yeah, whole same. time. You know, and like I thought this was cool, but now the session I'm running, and I'm, I know yours are as well, like it's just out of this world compared to how basic they were at the start. So we'll talk a little bit more about resources in point number five and ways around that so you can just uh-huh. wow that initial clients that you get there for the trial. I think that's really important. And I know uh, in episode number 17, we spoke about setting up an emailing system. You yeah. know, so... I'd listen to that about just setting up a basic MailChimp account. I think that is really important. And then you can build that database up from the get-go. Another thing I wish that I had done, you know, and again, that is 100% free. So you're really losing money by not doing that. And I know you wanted to mention a little bit about setting up a website. You can do that quite cheap as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to have some way for people to find you, which the Facebook group and stuff and page really is helpful. I mean, lots of people are on Facebook. But there's also a lot of people searching, which you get through, you now pay for advertising. There's a lot of people searching for fitness in your area. Correct. And often your Facebook page isn't going to come up in that, but a website is. And so a little little tip is once you set up your website, so I recommend WordPress, which Fantastic. is free. You need some like hosting and things like that. Or Squarespace, you can pay that month to month. I think it's about $15 a month. I think I, I use HostGator, which is another hosting one. Which costs about... I think four or five dollars a month yeah it's not much. 9.95 and I've, I've got about five different sites now so i've got the multiple okay. one and that's that's all that is per month yeah so that's that's super cheap and then a, a little tip so because no one knows about your website what you can do because my start on the internet started with um search engine optimization <laughs> i remember this yeah yeah <laughs> so there's a website called ezine articles which is basically like a website you can submit free articles to like you submit articles and because so they they make their money through advertising and stuff like that. So because you're writing content for them for free, they will let you link back to your site. So the way links work on the internet are kind of the simplest way to say it, it's like voting. Anytime someone links to your website, it's kind of like they're voting for your website. So the more links your website has, which is why people do all this sort of spammy stuff where they're like yeah. buy links and stuff. Don't do that. Write five really good articles about fitness and include your location. So include the suburb you live in or the town you live in and the word, like what your boot camp's called. Like try and include that as in much the, as possible. In the title and frequency. Yeah. Like not completely overkill, but try and include that. Because Easy Articles is a, is a powerful website, it will show up in search results more often. And then link that back to your existing website. So at the bottom of that, you can link that back so you know more information or there's a little author box. So if you put your name and stuff in, in there in the author box and yeah, in the early days, even getting bootcamp ideas off the ground, but also getting the bootcamp page going, that just that five articles makes such a big difference. It's great uh, And especially if they're good. So, you know, put some effort into them. They don't need to be long, about 400 or 500 words each. And that will help boost your 
Google rankings. Yeah, and, and, and another way, if you're like myself, and I don't regard myself as a very create, I'm quite creative, but my writing skills are not oh, quite yeah. as good. So you can go to a website called hirewriters.com. Again, you can pay $5 an article. You basically find a writer on there, you give them a topic, and they'll write you a four to 500-word piece on your chosen topic. So I did this at the start. Is it awful? Uh, some depends. Some are good. Some <laughs> you are bad. Need it. You probably need to edit it, don't you? You do. Yeah. And I did about 10 of these to start with. But okay. I actually made an e-book out of it because they were quite good. Okay. Yeah, they were quite good. The e-book's pretty rubbish, but I, I don't really use it now. But at the start, it was really good for getting content that they'd be able to research and things that I actually didn't know. So, yeah, yeah it cost me about $50 to have 10 pretty good articles written okay so you could do something like that if that's a little bit extra money there and a little bit left field if you just don't think you're confident enough to write those articles so Mm -hmm. that's all about the website setting that up and getting those first few clients getting the first few clients and wowing them which we're going to talk about in point five but point number three is your pricing now basically you don't want to do what i did and just continually make it for free it's always good to attract clients with a free trial, but then you need to have a price, all right? You need to see what other people in your area are charging and then sort of make a price that's similar to theirs, a little bit higher. I probably wouldn't try and lowball yourself and go too low because the rule is start high, then you can always work low. It's a lot harder to start low and then go up. And I know, Kyle, we spoke a lot about this in episode number 15, Money Hangups. Yeah. So that, that's non-negotiable. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, write down episode 15. You need to listen to that because that is pure gold about basically a lot of mistakes that we've both done and yeah. that we'd like to go back on. What about your go with pricing? I know yours is a little bit different because yours has been through, you haven't said it yourself. Yeah. But what advice would you have for somebody that, you know, like it's very important, the pricing, how would you go about it? I still worked with setting the price. Okay. Yeah. We worked early days at what we thought was a fair per session rate, which was twelve fifty, if you sign up for the whole thing. Yeah. $12.50. And then we worked from there. A new tip, which of course makes sense, is I spoke to... I went to an event last Friday, which my wife was involved in. And so I was helping set up the event beforehand. And I was chatting to the event manager because we started running these workshops and we were thinking about doing other stuff. And yeah. Yep. So I thought... She'd have some good advice. And her advice, which I think I was thinking today really applies well to boot camps, it's to work out how much you want to earn and work backwards from there. So instead okay. of just like putting a price out there and being like, this is the thing, be like, okay, I'll, I want this to be my full-time income. Yep. Or I want to make full-time income. So whatever that is for you, if that's 50 grand, 80 grand, 100 grand, work that out. Then work out, you know, how many clients you want in a session and how many sessions you're going to run a week and then you can work out from there or how many mm. members you're going to have. It's really good. And you can just work back from there of how many... And I know this is the process when I was looking at opening my own indoor facility. This is the process because we, we knew we had to pay rent. I need to pay myself a wage. I need to pay trainers. So I needed to pay for maintenance costs and things like that. So how I was... I worked back how many clients I would need, how many members I would need. So that's what I would recommend. Yeah. Is like try the work backwards as well. I like, I like that. I've never heard of that. Kind of, because then you'll realize that charging five dollars a class yes. is not enough. Well, you're not going to be able to live off of that. Yeah, you? unless you're having like a hundred people rock up to your class, which you're not at the start, unless you're yeah. like a freak. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Uh-huh. And people will sometimes feel like they they respect you more if they're paying a little bit more, you mm-hmm. know. And what we're going to talk about in the next few points is, you know, you will be able to provide quality content just starting out, mm-hmm. you know. So 
don't undervalue what you're offering. Oh, totally. There's um, there's a Mercedes Benz up the road there, so they must have spent like tens of millions of dollars building the, this new showroom. They completely tore down the building and put in this thing. And now they've expanded across the road and then they just bought out some other guys and expanded it. So they've got like three showrooms, like in two one on one spot. side of the road and one on the other. And obviously they're selling a lot of cars. Yep. And people are buying Mercedes-Benz, not just because, you know, it's, it's a new technology and, and later car and looks nice, but because it's a Mercedes-Benz. Like people will pay extra for premium and I think we forget that. Yep. For some things, like you might pay premium for one thing, and then so I spend a lot on groceries because I want to eat like organic, you know, food, and so that costs me a lot of money. But then on other stuff, I I will pay less because it's not as important to me. Okay. But you want to be attracting people whose health and fitness is important to them, yep. and they are willing to pay money for it. Correct. You don't want to, you don't want people coming to your boot camp for fitness as an afterthought because they're going to be the kind of people who aren't going to show up for class. You know, you're always following up, spending all this time, who are late paying you, who all those other things. So, to start with, you want those really good clients. And, I, and that's the way of doing it, yeah. by not underselling yourself. So, mm-hmm. if you like what we just said there, which I'm sure you do, episode 15, as we said, is a must. Totally. All right, get on that. Point number four is equipment. And, yeah. you know, like, we see this all the time. What equipment do I need to set up a boot camp? All right, really basic. You don't need slam balls, kettlebells, battling ropes, you know, dumbbells. You don't need all this expensive gear to start off with. Mm -hmm. All right, the simple thing, all you need to start with are yoga mats. I think if you've got wet ground or you're on an oval, which you can go to Kmart, you know, which is in Australia or Target or somewhere, and and you buy these yoga mats, they're six dollars. All right, you cut them in half. You only need to buy probably 10 of those. That's so $60. All mm-hmm. right, cut them in half in there. You've got 20 mats if you've got mm-hmm. a capacity of 20 people. All right. And the final one for me is getting some cones, some markers. Mm-hmm. And again, I know you can go to Kmart. They're cheap there. You might even be able to go to a $2 shop. Any sort of marker. It doesn't even need to be an actual cone. Yeah. All right. It, it can just be anything like a little place on the ground, mm-hmm. a little dot, anything like that. You can get them quite cheap. You might even be able to go to a local sports team or a school or something. They may have some old ones that you can use. Yeah. All right. So don't think you need to buy the best ones. And before I yeah throw it back over to you, Kyle, of equipment, we discuss a lot of this in our episode number 13 with our question and answers because a lot of people did have questions about what equipment do they need. All right. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to that. And I know, you, what's your thoughts on that? You know, boxing equipment's good, but it's not essential at the start, is it? No, and it can be a big, big cost outlay. So if we're sticking to under a hundred, yeah, I would get some cones. eBay is actually a really good spot. Bang, I love you get eBay. About fifty cents a cone. Yes. So I think I got a stack of like twenty or fifty for twenty five bucks. Yep. Which is like hit you know different colors because then that you know some yeah, drills you do and so many colors. drills. Yep. So yeah, if I had to pick just one piece of equipment to do workouts with, it'd be that. Yeah, mats were early. I'm trying to think of what I bought early on, and and then. For adding resistance, this probably wouldn't fit into the hundred dollars thing, but certainly it's like to add resistance early on is exercise bands. Yep, they don't take up much space. They they don't take up they don't weigh much. You know, I'm a big fan with the handles, and there's heaps you can do with them, and so they they're also another really good early on piece of equipment. But if you're going for hundred, you don't need those, do you? You know, no. it really all you, you need, all you need is cones and mats if you've got uh-huh. you no know, wet ground because people don't want to get wet. 
and maybe hit up the $2 shop for some foam dice. And this is where we're going to lead into <laughs> now. And I suppose this is an area I wish I just had to know more about because we're going to talk about resources, all right? And obviously starting yeah. off a boot camp. Dale, what do you do with some foam dice? Yeah. Why do you need that for your boot camp, Dale? <laughs> we're going to get there, Kyle. <laughs> but I just wish that when I started off, you know, I was always looking on the internet for circuits or ideas or what or things to do. And yep. now after three and a half years of doing this, and I know you've done it even longer, and we've both done these amazing online websites and things like that. But you've got to make your boot camps fun, mm-hmm. all right? And I spent so many hours researching games and fitness things, and I just wasted so much time that I could have been investing in quality things in my business, like getting clients and things like that. So we're saying we have done this for you, all right? And we've already done all the hard work. We've got over nearly 400 games, resources, ideas on both our different member sites and our bootcraft site, all right? So basically, you sign up and for a measly fee of under $5 a week, okay, you can have access to my member zone, which has got 380 games on there, you know, and that's where you'd use your foam dice and things like that. Mm -hmm. And since I've used games like this, my boot camp has gone gangbusters. Mm -hmm. Early on, I didn't have clients because I was doing boring circuits all Mm -hmm. the time. Now, I just use different games all the time and my sessions are just packed, Mm -hmm. right? And I know, same with you if you bootcraft. Why is it so good? I use bootcraft. I mean, I think you use your members zone. I use my members zone every day. So the thing with bootcraft was always the thing that I wanted and, and you created something very similar, which was, yeah, just a database which I could like go to and search like category so I could easily get, get a workout idea in the category that I wanted. So all I needed to do was like have sort of a scope of what I thought I was going to cover for the month, you know, maybe like a workout here, a workout here. You've got weekly ones, so you know, like on Monday you're doing like yep. strength stuff, on Wednesday you're doing like boxing, Thursday you're doing like game day. So, yeah, then you just go in and plug that in and look for drill that, yep. that fits into that. And rather than spending... Because, man, like, just that, like, brain... Especially some oh. weeks are so hard. And the last thing after a big day, you yeah, want to go yeah. and plan. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I know, I know I use... I'm lucky enough that you've given me access to yours as well. So, yeah. together, just by using both, you've got nearly a 1,000 different game ideas and things. And if you yeah. use our combination of a warm-up, a main session, a finisher... You've got millions of different possibilities that we know work. And, like, we talk about it regularly that we use each other's games and, you know, and we give each other feedback. Uh Yeah, and it's just fantastic. So if you're starting out, it's just – that'll be the best investment you make, you know, because – these have been tried. You can speak to other people in our inner circle that are all members, you know, and, and talk about ones that they're using and things that have worked well with their clients. And we're always here if you need any questions. But by having engaging, fun lessons that people have tried that save you time, you know, on both our websites, you can plan a full session in under two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and that that is just ridiculous with the amount of time I used to waste, and I know you did as well, and then to produce crap sessions. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so frustrating, whereas we'll do all that hard work for you. So I just think it's the best thing ever, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, we both talked about before about how when we started, one of the reasons we struggled when we started with our sessions were, so having, like, this resource from from day one it's just going to be really helpful it would be so i wish i had done that from the start and i think by investing in the quality content that you're going to be able to do you know like it's already done for you you won't be need to search through the website through facebook groups or anything like that all right simply get on get either bootcraft or the member zone be able to have both of those for under ten dollars a week all right and 
if you're really good and creative, after a while you'll be able to come up with your own ideas. But for a start, I'd be going those. So that's resources. All right, save yourself time, use the professionals. All righty, like that one, I threw that one in there. Number six, guys, and I suppose this is quite important as well. So your location, how do you find a location for your boot camp? You might have the idea that you just want to start one, but where do you actually find one? So for me, I had to find a nice venue, all right? So I found an outdoor park, which was quite good and the reason I chose this area was that it had some undercover area all right and I think this is really important for obviously the wetter months and then also in summer in Australia it gets quite brutal the sun so find a good location make sure there is clear space to play games and do your session as well as an undercover area and you may need to speak to your councils to get a permit to be able to operate in those areas all right, and or if you've got a connection with a local football club or sports club in your area, they may let you use their facilities as well. So, what would you recommend with how, sorting out a location, Kyle? Yeah, if you think yeah, you want to look at definitely what council or district it presides under and what their rules are around it. Uh, the other thing is lighting, because during like winter or even you know even here during fall. Yep. If we see America down fall. fall. During autumn. You're using your uh, split passport right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during that time of year, you'll it's like getting dark, especially running class in the evening. It's getting dark that time of year in the evening, and then later it's dark in the morning. So you want to, if you don't have portable lighting, I mean, that's always an option to get yeah, portable lighting. Yeah, very expensive to get good ones. Like I spent $1,000 on two lights. Yeah. You know, like they're fantastic, <laughs> but that's a lot of money. Uh-huh. You know, so, so that doesn't fit in. Yeah, no. so find somewhere that has good street lighting yep. it's like yeah near the street or yeah some or maybe yeah the undercover areas are lit at yep. your boot camp well i know we both depend it's funny we've, we both know each other's one dependable light same <laughs> winter <laughs> i survive on this one amazing street light uh-huh. and i know Cole, you showed me yours the other day as well yeah it's amazing how <laughs> two grown men talk about one street light as much as you do but when you start running these sessions in the, like the early mornings or night you understand how critical uh-huh. a good area is that is actually lit as well. Well, and I guess the other aspect of that is for those of you who live in areas that where it snows, I know there are some awesome boot camps in, in Europe who who people have who've written in our group and stuff and they train like through the snow all oh, year. Wow, One lady key. does mums and bubs all year, like they rug up the kids as well. And I guess, you know, when you live in a climate where it is snowing a large part of the year that that you just you do have to just deal with it. For for others, like if you want to go inside, that's another thing you need to look at because you don't want to start your boot camp during the summer and then hit winter. It starts snowing and you're like, where am I going to go? So you you want to also be looking at that option, like where would I go during the winter? How much is it going to cost me? Because that'll help you be like, if you've got six months, you know, of good weather before it gets bad, you're like, okay, I need to get to like this level before winter hits yeah so that i can pay you know i might be i know i had a friend she, she was paying a hundred dollars a session for your indoor space because and that's just what it, it was a great indoor space yeah, but that's yeah. just what it costs that's it and so yeah you need to be ready for that or you need to like start smoothing some uh, <laughs> people you know who have indoor space that, yeah that's right so you can get, some, get some really good friends yeah yeah, yeah. the maybe the teacher the principal at your kids kid's school or something so you can start using the indoor gym they, or, and yeah. i've used schools a couple of times uh, i still use one now for one of my trainer sessions they are the best if you can ne- negotiate with a school or offer uh, what i do if i've offered teachers at that school a discounted rate 
So straight away, I'm getting more clients as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, I sell it as it's a really healthy thing for the staff at the schools to do. Mm. So I approach the principal, I'll talk about what we offer and then how it would be really beneficial for the community to be seen working out of a school. So you can sort of upsell it that way as well. So if you have access to a school or you know somebody at a school, I would highly recommend getting them involved and making them part of your group. Mm-hmm. So location... I did think of one more thing. Let's check with location. What is the park actually like? Does it have... Like, I'm so lucky. I've got hills in my mm, park. So do Stairs, I. an amphitheater, like all these things that during the warm months when we, we can move around, I can add so much variety into my sessions. So, yeah, especially if you're starting with doing a $100 thing, you don't have equipment. You want so hills. you can find hills or... Mm. Sa- yeah, that's going to help you include a lot of variety with that. Or like a fence equipment. around your area. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you can do a lot of body weight things on a fence. Yep. You know, or step up. So if you've got park benches, and mm-hmm. you know, these are all beautiful things that the council have already created for your <laughs> session. You know, you've got to think of it that way. That's a really good point. And I suppose our last point now is number seven. All right. So I know we've ambushed you with so much information, but point number seven is about session planning and your weekly timetable. Now, I would get this clear before you start off. All right. Because that is really important to make sure that you've got clear direction and that each session is different and that your clients know what they're going to get. And we have spoken way too much about this already. I know we speak about in our workshops and we even did episode number three, a full episode on this. So episode number three is planning the perfect session. All right. So that's a must read, you know, because we've worked with this, experimented with a number of different ways that, yeah, we've figured out how to plan the perfect session. So listen to episode number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything to uh, add to that sort of last point? I just did a webinar on this this morning, <laughs> so I should be all over it. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so one of the things with for me when I started, I was only running a couple of sessions a week. Yep. And then when I sort of restarted my bootcamp, I switched to getting people to sign up for four weeks at a time to come three times a week. That was awesome. Like, so I really recommend at the start get people to commit. 100%. Um, and you can always move to like a rolling monthly option later, but to start with, that's a really good choice with the planning. And I just, I reckon, yeah. like you said, lock people in. I don't say get people to buy a 10 session pack. Yeah. Lock them in for a month or four week blocks, mm-hmm. right? And make them pay up front so they're accountable. That way you're getting the money, right? And they're coming in their sessions. Yeah. Which is like, that's the main thing. Yeah. So yeah, lock them in. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I go to a, I go to the gym I go to at the moment. They run the way they run their classes is you buy a pack. So I bought them so I could go do yoga. I don't. I don't go. I've been like four or five sessions. I still go on and train, but I don't go to the yoga sessions. Whereas a couple of years ago, when I was before we went overseas, when I was doing yoga regularly, we would sign up for ten week blocks of yoga, and then I would go because it's like I signed up for my ten week block. Like my sessions will expire at the end of that, and I, and it was it was also it was a course more. Okay. So so I was like, so I knew that like you know I was starting here, and by the end like I was going to get better, and I think boot camp's really good for that as well. It's like you're starting here, and then by the end of the four weeks or by the end of your first month, you should be in in a fitter state. Correct. Whereas yeah, if you're just coming, sort of whenever you want. It's, it makes it really hard for you as a trainer to, to keep things Keep clients, keep planning, mm-hmm. yeah, and also yeah. having that regular income. So, yeah, planning your sessions, getting people locked in, listen to episode number three. Now, we've just got a couple other 
last little bits of wisdom or gems or things yeah, yeah. like that. That uh, another episode that you, I know we've mentioned a lot of those, and I think the beauty of that is that we've covered a lot of these topics in more detail. Yeah. So if there's ones you're unsure of or what we've mentioned doesn't make a heap of sense, you can go back and listen to like a 30-minute or 40-minute session that we've dedicated to that sole purpose, all right? So the other episode that we recommend you listening to is probably episode number six, which is Our Business Mistakes, where we go, we really slate ourselves and throw ourselves under the bus, but we're very brutally honest about things that we've done that just didn't work. You know, we've learned from those mistakes, so we're going to give those to you so you don't make the same mistakes in the future. And then, yeah, non-negotiables, these are probably my favorite things, all right? Three things that you must have, Kyle, all right? You must have high energy, all right? If you're, I know I'll let you speak a little bit about being an introvert, all right? I'm an extrovert. I find it a little bit easier, all mm-hmm. right? But high energy is a must. People are coming to you because they want to be motivated. They want to feel part of something, and mm-hmm. energy creates a really good feel, all right? Be prepared and well-planned is my second one, all right? So make sure point number seven there that your weekly timetable is well set and that you're using really good resources you know and go back and check out bootcraft and member zone the links will be in our show notes and the last one and this is the most important thing that you'll ever get from anybody is make your sessions fun people are coming because they want to get fit correct but they will continue coming and stay with you if your sessions are fun all right they are my non-negotiables do you have any words of wisdom, Kyle, the master of bootcampideas.com? <laughs> I like that you winked at me as you said that. <laughs> well, you need to stare me up. Uh, I think I think you nailed it with, with the planning. And I think, especially if you're just starting, you come out of PT, personal training school, as I call it, with a very sort of rigid background because you just you just been learning and getting tested on like all these aspects of fitness and health and stuff and it you can't it is easy to forget that fitness as you said yeah. can actually it can be this enjoyable experience and you can offer something different to what other people have had before correct i think super important and i think that leads into what we're actually creating now because we know there's a big gap in it like the industry you know like we're running workshops to show you how to do all this you know we're starting team fit you know which is all about incorporating fun enjoyable team-based workouts and games that people just love you know and the workshops we ran this year Kyle in Melbourne and Auckland evident of what we're doing is fantastic and that's why now we're going to start team fit model so if this is interesting or you want to find out more about it again look on our website and if you click on workshops and team fit it'll be on there about our upcoming workshops that may be near you that you can attend because coming to one of these, we're going to set you up with this model that is just all about fun, energy, and engagement, which at the end of the day is going to soar your client base through the roof. Mm-hmm. Well, the quote, Kim, who came to our first session uh, in Melbourne, the first time we'd run the workshop, yep. and she said, and uh, big noting up, but I was like super proud the time repeating this. She said like everyone needs to do like every trainer needs to do this course. Upon like if you once you've completed you know here in Australia certificate four, like you should be doing this course before you, you go train people because there's just so much good stuff in it. Yeah, and we've really, I think we've improved. We've definitely improved 100%. again from from those experiences. So the ones we run next year are going to be oh 
2017 are just going to be crazy. I know how much effort we're putting in and, and launching, obviously, Team Fit. So, yeah, go on our website and just check out our locations and things. And if we're not going somewhere where you are, send us an email and we might be able to sort something out. Hopefully, the seven steps that we went through today can really help you. Go through those links, the show notes, and basically they'll step-by-step step what you need to do and where mm-hmm. you can find more information on all of it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for that call. Yeah, man. That was awesome. Well done. Enjoy that, guys. Boot camps for under 100 bucks. Get involved. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. If you uh, really like our episode, you can uh, leave feedback and check out our show notes. Yeah, you can find the show notes to all our episodes at trainerstribe.com forward slash podcasts. Uh, and if you're feeling generous or you'd really like to let us know how you're feeling, you can go to iTunes and leave a really nice review for Kyle and myself. Yeah, or if you want to help us spread the word and get more trainers you know, putting some of this awesome stuff into action and helping to improve our industry, uh, just email this onto someone else or forward it or tell them about the show. We'd really appreciate it. It's really helpful. I've been uh, Dale Sidebottom. I've been Kyle Wood. <laughs>